When the Church of Scotland decided that Portobello Old Parish Church in Belfield Street was to close, a campaign to save it for the community began almost at once. Portobello isn't exactly well endowed with spaces where groups of all sorts can meet. To lose such a building, probably for housing, would have made it even harder for community groups to find a home. Action Porty, a group of like-minded individuals, was formed to save it, although, as one of those individuals, Alistair Cameron, explained, it was all rather informal right at the start. My memory of it is that it started in the Beach House Cafe on a Saturday morning over a bacon sandwich when a few of us got together and said, OK, the church has decided this building's going to be put on the market. Let's see if we can do something to secure it for the community use. That set off a whole raft of things yeah. which... Uh really sort of must have almost filled your life for months. It has been quite a big commitment (laughs) for particularly nine people who form the board of Action Porty. We hit things at just the right time because that very month the rules on community ownership were changed so that there was a community right to buy extended to urban communities. Previously it had just been rural communities in Scotland that had that right. So we were just in there right at the beginning of that process. So we had to learn a huge amount about that process, liaise with the Scottish Government, find out what was needed, discover whether there could be any source of funding. Which there was, thankfully. That was the Scottish Land Fund. And that was amazing to secure that. Because without... I mean, the building is costing £600,000. The community of Portobello could not have found that level of money, certainly not in the time that we've done it. We've done the whole thing in about 18 months. As I say, that must have meant a huge amount of work. It's been a lot of work, a lot of sitting around uh, the table, just getting to know one another because we formed a board of people who had come from all different bits of Portobello life, who some of us knew some of us, but nobody knew everybody. We had to find out what each other's skills were, what enthusiasms people had. We had to do that whole process of working out what it was the community wanted from this building, And at the beginning, there were huge numbers of ideas floating around as to what this building might be. And we had to to winnow that out and decide, well, yeah, this would be great, but this is actually realistic. And this is what the community as a whole wants from this building. And a lot of that is just, we want the building to do what it had been doing before the church decided to sell it, to be a community resource. Well, I'm also joined by another board member, Kirsta MacDonald-Scott. Kirsta, we are now sitting, you can almost feel the atmosphere around us in the empty barn, (laughs) which was the church hall. Yeah. It's now yours. Yes. Quite a responsibility for it to be ours and to have the memories of using it and envision how it's going to be used here on in once we've done the work to raise funds to be able to do the work we need for yes, it because that's a major problem. You, 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 you got the 600 and whatever yes. it was, 1,000. Yeah. But you've got the day-to-day running of it. You've yep. got to modify this space so that it's environmentally suitable for people to use. Yep, absolutely. There's an awful lot of work still to do. Yes, there is. And the, the vision that we have is going to take five, six years. So we have that in mind. We know it's a bit of a long haul to get that ultimate vision but in order to get it immediately up and running, we do need to do a few pieces of work as well so that we can open the doors come early next year. So your ambition is 
to have this as a community resource as soon as possible. Yes, yeah. And the ultimate goal is to have it a fully accessible community resource, but that will take longer to be able to put into action. I've heard it suggested that from the number of organisations looking for a home, you could already just about fill every hour of the week? Not quite every hour of the week. <laughs> we do have 80 hours of requested weekly term time use at present, and some of that will have changed depending on the groups and the change in their hours and requests. And we've had more requests, so there is the de immediate demand there. In order to be able to accommodate all that demand, there are pieces of work we have to do, particularly for child protection, for heat, for... Toilets. Toilets. <laughs> Mostly toilets. <laughs> Alistair, can I just uh, turn back to you? Because, yes, we're talking about an awful lot of work being necessary for this building. Mm -hmm. but, you, but you did have consultants working with you in order to establish some of what is practical, Im yeah. practicable immediately and yeah. what is longer term. Yeah. We've, we've established that we actually have to spend a very small amount of money as immediate emergency, urgent work. Um, Are we talking ten, tens of thousands? Or? No, no, <laughs> we're talking thousand. under a thousand. Oh, great. So that's fantastic. Then there's another chunk of money that we will need to spend in order to bring it into sort of working use with things like toilets and, and insulation. These halls were built in the 60s. The heat just wheaks out the windows uh, and we need to do something about that. I have experience of sitting in the small hall for an hour on a Sunday morning feeling extremely cold because <laughs> the heating just uh, didn't cope with the needs. And then there's, as Krista says, the longer term work of putting an extra bit on the building as a community cafe, somehow bridging the fact that the church space floor is one metre higher than these halls. So if we're going to be an accessible building, we need to have some ramping or, or other system which uh, allows people to connect between the two buildings straightforwardly. I've been aware that there has been a start to the fundraising yes. through crowdfunding. Yes, absolutely. We've got the um, information at www.belfield.scot forward slash crowdfunder, <laughs> which we, are, we have a target of 20,000, and we're... It's around about 6,000 for that. Um, so if anyone would like to donate any kind of funds... We but that's would be only been going for two, three weeks. Yes, it's, it's for a four-week period, so another two oh, weeks, two weeks to go. Um, so we're halfway through, um, and lots of people have still said, oh, I'm going to be donating, which is very exciting, and we're all very grateful for that support as well. And that will allow us to start off debt-free, as well as doing that basic emergency work that I was talking about. That's actually quite a, an important thing for the future of this building because you don't want to have anything hanging over you, do you? That would be ideal, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be better if we didn't have that additional cost that we had to find the revenue to pay for, which is what we need to ensure that this building can do, that it can pay for itself. We want it to be successful in the long term and we are all very aware and passionate about that about its long-term success as well. One thing that's going to make it successful long-term is that community groups are using... Yes, we've already said that there uh, is already demand, mm -hmm. but it's got to be affordable. Mm -hmm. it's got, there's got to be that balance. There is. And we've got to remember that the reason the church decided to dispose of the building was it was costing them money. So we have to demonstrate that we can 
do it in a way that, as Kirsten says, at least breaks even. So we've got ideas for the, the sanctuary, the worship space itself, which is a beautiful Georgian space. And we think that will be an excellent place for events, weddings, funeral teas, concerts, that sort of thing, which will be an additional source of income. It'll be about how people mark life events. And people less and less see the church, the organised church, as being the way in which they wish to express those life events. But they still want, people still want to get married. People still want to mark somebody's passing. And if we can be available to people to allow them to do that in a way that suits them, then that's very much part of our mission. So what's the timescale, Kirsten? We're still aiming for the beginning of the year, and that does depend on some of the results that we're still due in. But aiming for the beginning of the year, being able to open on some level. But it is a case of watch this space, and we'll let you know. And then beyond that, as Kirsten was saying earlier, we've got a five-year plan to create the space that we want rather than the space that we've inherited. And we're going to have to invest more in the building to do that. We're going to have to find the funds uh, from which to do that. We've been able to appoint a development manager, actually two people because they're, they're doing a job share, and they will be helping us to identify funds from out with Portobello that will help to do that along with what we're generating from Portobello residents through the rentals that we, 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 we charge to community groups and so on. Right, it sounds like you've got a lot of work. It's almost as though today you've got the keys, but today's the first day when you really are working to make this building success. I'm sure everyone who's supported you throughout the last months, years, wish you very well and hope that this is the success that everyone is hoping for. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank, Thank you. you.